The following podcast contains adult subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, everybody, he's ready for the intro right now. Juan and I are social distancing, but we're in the same room so that we can look sexually into each other's eyes. But Tim and Doyle aren't here because they suck ass. <laughs> That's why they're not here. They're sucking ass. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Apparently, humping fat folds. And <laughs> that's a that's a weak old callback. F- fucking taking strap-ons and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, everybody! Uh, welcome to Episode the Long Box. I'm Gabe. I'm Juan. And today we are going to be talking about Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor's Harlem Nights. Don't uh, forget about Red Fox. Oh, Red Fo- <laughs> Red Fox is amazing. <laughs> in this. What's the the lady's name too. She, oh. I, I feel like she's. Super I know her important. face, but I don't know her. Let's see here. She is Della Reese. Della Reese. She is maybe, Sugar. maybe my favorite character in the movie. To be really <laughs> honest with you. Oh, you want to fight now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> like hitting just, people with uh, trash cans. <laughs> She just raises up behind him like the Undertaker. It's amazing. Anyway, tell us a little bit about this movie. It is a 1989 crime comedy drama uh, directed by Eddie Murphy. Uh, He still co-stars Richard Pryor and and Red Fox uh, while contending with gangsters and corrupt police officials. Uh, Was released on November 17th, 1989 by Paramount Pictures. So... Effectively, the plot of this is uh, Ray, right? Is that the name? Quick? No. Richard Pryor's. Richard Pryor's, yes. Sugar Ray. What? It's Sugar Ray's. What is the name of his place? I can't think of it. Probably, yeah. Fuck. It's Sugar Ray's, like, something. Club Sugar Ray. All right. Anyway. (laughs) I thought it had a different name, but that's just me. So, Club Sugar Ray is owned by Richard Pryor, and he is assisted by his adopted son, Quick. Uh, and the two of them basically run afoul of a major mafia kingpin, and in an effort to save their lives, they are going to be leaving town, but as they leave town, they are also going to rip off the gangster uh, through betting and robbery and all sorts of other nefarious heist-oriented plots, (laughs) and frankly, this movie is great. Like... I feel like playing roles that occur in, like, the 30s and 40s and having that mixture of, like, funny with serious is right where Eddie Murphy is at his best. Right. Like, this movie and Life are probably my two favorite Eddie Murphy movies. And they both have that very similar sensibility, like, where, you know, they are black people struggling on the edge of whatever society they're in, whether that be bootlegging or in Harlem trying to run an illegal club and they end up in some kind of mess. And the only way for them to solve it is they work together and something hilarious, but also typically crime driven happens, you know? So this, this movie in particular, I think really fleshes out, Eddie Murphy's ability to be serious, but also be funny where there are lots of moments where he's in peril 
and where he has to take things seriously. But like any good superhero, he's quick with a quip. You know, he's quick to say something funny, even if he's scared or in a dangerous spot. Right. And it's it's good. It's really, really cool. So apparently there was a movie theater shooting on opening night. On November 17th, 89, two men were shot and killed inside AMC Americana 8 Theater in the Detroit suburb of Southfield, Michigan. According to witnesses quoted in the Detroit Free Press, the shooting happened on opening night, taking place during a shooting spree in the film's opening. A 22-year-old woman who panicked and ran into traffic was in critical condition two days later at the city's Providence Hospital. Her name was upheld. Less than an hour after the shooting, police arrived at the theater to find a 24-year-old Detroit man who had shot an officer. Wow. That's kind of crazy. I did not know that. No, me neither. I just read it on the wiki, so who knows? It might be wrong. Probably not. What do you think of this movie? I love it. I yeah. recommended the movie. I had, it's because I had just watched it not too long ago, and I was like, this is a funny movie. It is. Upon rewatch. Because Eddie, Eddie Murphy's brother's in it. Arsenio Hall is in it. Red Fox is in it. Richard Pryor's in it. I mean, there's so much fucking comedy. I don't know if all of them are legends, but there are a lot of people who have been doing comedy for a long time that are in this movie. Red Fox is for sure a comedy 100%. Legend. So, is, so Richard is Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor. So is Richard Pryor. Yeah. So um, is Eddie Murphy, frankly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's it's it's... It's just so I love I I love the I love the outfits. Everything looks good. Uh, Richard Pryor or no Eddie Murphy's always wearing a white tux. The fucking thing looks really good. Like it's just they're funny, but they're not. It, like you said, it's not overtly like comedic in the sense right. that they're not goofy. It should it's quips. It's, it's one lines and it's it's how real people t- interact right. with each other. When I hang out with my friends. We talk shit about whatever it is that we're talking about, and then we rib each other. We make fun of each other. You know, we tell jokes. We say little funny things. I have never been part of a friend group that doesn't do that, and that's how this feels. It feels less like they're acting and more like they're real people spending time with each other. And it's that's why I think Eddie Murphy is so effective in that role is I think he's just in general, a funny person. And so it seems to fit what he does better than just his standard family comedy or an action action movie, right. you know, where, where those lines are forced into like right. really weird situations. It doesn't mean that Beverly Hills cop isn't great, but this is better. Like just period to me. So yeah, I was watching a. Uh, I don't know how I got down the YouTube rabbit hole of. Um, uh, fuck, what's his name? Young Frankenstein, Willy Wonka. Oh, uh, um, Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder, and he oh, was man. on. <laughs> I clawed that from a brain full of bong resin, man. <laughs> but he was on. Uh, Did you hear how slow that came out, Gene Wilder. <laughs> I, I don't remember if it was he was on Jimmy Fallon's show or Conan's show a long time ago, and they were talking about how he and Richard Pryor got together to do anything because those two people don't really – if you just look at Richard Pryor and you just look at Gene Wilder, you would never imagine that those two people would fucking ever – cross paths in any form of life and he said when they got on screen the first time ever it was just perfect that perfect he he said he said on screen we were the perfect match everything gelled he would it would we he would always improv and we just gelled together but he's like 
off screen, we were two completely different people. And he's like, I'd never, we never ran together. He's like, I wanted to, but Richard Pryor ran with his own people. You know, he just was somebody else off screen. And so, but on screen together, they were gold. And it's because they're given, there's, there's, there's a group of comedians who, especially in that time, who you, you were like, this is kind of what we want to come across. And they would just do it. It would just come. They didn't have to read from a line. I think that's what helps movies like this. Is it, like you said, it doesn't feel like they're acting. It doesn't feel like they're reciting lines where right. it, it just more feels like they know what needs to be done in the scene and they're just doing it. And, and that's, I think, what makes this movie really, really funny to right. me. And there's definitely groups of comedians that are managing to pull that same thing off right. now. Like, and that's, I think that's one of my, my favorite things about comedic films is if done correctly, it should feel like you're just watching people as opposed to watching some, somebody trying to make a joke. Even, even when a, even when a movie like, like Step Brothers or something, even though it's completely ridiculous, you can relate to those guys. Because when you were a kid, you definitely met somebody that you butted heads with, and then you found something you had in common and became best friends. <laughs> now just transpose that onto like two 40-year-old men, <laughs> fucking comedy. <laughs> like, you know, it's it's good stuff. Like, it's... When done correctly, that style of like improvisational comedy can be really good. When done poorly, you get Anchorman too. <laughs> like <laughs> that movie is a goddamn train wreck. <laughs> they did advertise the fuck out of that movie, Ugh. and usually that means not very good things. Yeah. Um, this is crazy. Twenty-one um, percent critic score and an eighty percent audience score. So obviously people thought it was good except for the people watching it to critique it so how is that possible? <laughs> i don't know how did they have a 21 critics score? it's I'm crazy think, it came out in 89 89 i'm trying to think of like what would have made critics not like this I at think the time i might be able to tell you well at the time i don't know who knows harlem nights is worth remembering is a comedy, though, as the body count piles up and entire reels go without a joke inside, it's easy to forget. If he's going to confine himself to bad movies like Harlem Nights, it's probably better that he writes and directs them himself. Wow. It's just not a bad movie. There's really only one part of the movie that I don't find enjoyable, and it's all of Arsenio Hall's part. Because he's just so screamy. I love it. That's that, that's that funny it's, to it's me. It's not funny to me. <laughs> and I think that's just that's just a function I think of of me. I don't like screechy screamy <laughs> things. And so about two minutes into that scene, I was like, man, that fucking dude needs to shut up because <laughs> I can't take a whole lot more of. Which incidentally sounds like a lot of the music I listen to. <laughs> we're, it's we're, weird. <laughs> we were watching it earlier today. <laughs> the, my my favorite part of the movie is the is the fight that he has with Vera. That's oh, that's my favorite part of the down movie. The best part of the movie, and it's why Vera is like my favorite character in the movie. I gotta whoop your ass, but uh, they're they're <laughs> shooting. <laughs> now I gotta beat your ass. <laughs> they're shooting shotguns later in the movie, or machine guns. <laughs> and there's this fucking dude with, with a pistol. little pistol. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then, <laughs> and it's like 
the time <laughs> when so Arsenio Hall turns around, stop shooting that little shit! <laughs> like, all pissed off at him for no reason. It's so funny. What are you even doing? What good is that doing? Like, they're not shooting him either. Like... Like he just he just wants to participate. Uh, so he just funny. wants to be part of the gang, guys. <laughs> oh, that that shit is so funny to me, though. I feel uh. like there was a moment. It's funny because I I was talking with my wife about that particular scene. Like right after it happens, I was like, honestly, I feel a little bad for that guy because <laughs> he's just doing his best. Like <laughs> this, is what I got. <laughs> Why didn't you bring a third Tommy gun? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh man, the whole movie's good. There, are, there are lulls, obviously. Right. You know, some of the scenes with the cop, the crooked cop, are kind of slower. You kind of brings yeah. the the you know the the pace down. Um, but I, a lot I think of the scenes with uh, the lady too, like especially the both scene. ladies, in my opinion, yeah. both Richard Pryor's wife and Eddie Murphy's the girl Lover, who's trying yeah. to get with him. Yeah, the scene where he goes to her house. And they, you know, they have sex and whatever, and then she tries to kill him. Is genuinely the slowest part of the movie. <laughs> like, I just, I, I did not care because she was very obviously a booty call with an ulterior motive. So the time spent on them making out just seemed like wasted time. Like <laughs> she's attractive. Eddie Murphy is attractive, but. I mean, it's not really advancing the plot. Right. It just is. Like, it's just there. And there's – this movie is not the worst movie about that. There's definitely no. tons of 80s movies where it's just like, this is a random sex scene so that we can have an R rating. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> at some point, R ratings made more money than than PG movies. Right. So, and then PG-13 happened and now it makes the most money. Are you pulling the ribs? <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> she's eating them without us that's that was the little fucking smirk she just gave oh okay <laughs> she'll still fight uh if you go if you go all the way down to the lowest uh temperature and then double click the down arrow it'll turn the fan on and then once you let the ru- fan run for like 10 seconds just turn the whole thing off wow all right bastard She's not the boss of us. <laughs> no, I, I love the movie. I, I've learned anything this week. It's a, no one's the boss of anybody <laughs> anymore. Like, <laughs> fucking do whatever the fuck you feel like doing. <laughs> yeah, I'm out on that. <laughs> Nobody else is. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I loved this movie. I had so much fun watching this movie. It was 80s action and comedy is done better. I think a lot of the time than current action and comedy. And obviously there's exceptions. There's tons right. of comedic movies that have come out in the last like 15 years that I really, really like, but those there's something about the tone of those movies where they were allowed to just be characters without having to layer anything else on top of it without having to find some, you know, moral compass or like, you know, politically correct, you know, space, you know, to tell the story in. Sometimes characters just get to be characters and that's how it should be. Like, and that's what this movie is. There are things in this movie that might be offensive to people, probably not a lot of people, but there's definitely people that would 
be butthurt over something in this movie if it were made today. And that's dumb <laughs> because this movie's funny and it's really good and it has a, t a great story, a ton of awesome action, including a freaking like six year old black woman beating the <laughs> shit out of Eddie Murphy. And it's genuinely one of the funniest things I've ever seen because try as he might, he can't put her down <laughs> until he shoots her pinky toe off, which is super fucked up. <laughs> like the guys behind him are just like, I guess I guess shoot it. So for, for me, I, I think comedy has turned to, uh, I don't feel like that they let people make comedy that has a story anymore in the sense that, we get a lot of like uh uh Will Ferrell movies that are just f they're funny because they do crazy shit. But you know what I mean? The plot is very loose. Right. The yeah. plot is like way uh separated from the comedy in the movie. Whereas something like this has a real plot and they're just they just happen to say funny shit while they're going through the movie. And honestly, it's a big part of why I like heist movies in general, because that's usually how they are. Like um, the show Leverage, like we talked a little bit about it when we talked about Blacklist. I love that show because it's a heist show. It's got like this ensemble cast and it's great action. It's great plot lines and it's funny as fuck sometimes, you know, and when it needs to be serious, it's serious. And that's what this movie does. When it needs to be serious, it's serious. When it needs to be funny, it's funny. Right. And Arsenio Hall is in it. Like, <laughs> He's funny. He, it, I like him. That I'm telling you, that part is funny for like about 30 <laughs> seconds. He's shot by what? He's shoot his brother or his cousin? Well, I can't he remember. he shot his cousin. Cousin. That's what but he didn't actually shoot yeah, his cousin. Yeah, yeah. Red Fox being blind <laughs> is his big old fucking amazing. <laughs> I have never seen – so the shot where he puts his glasses on – he has his head tilted back and his eyes are actually all huge in the glasses. I don't think I've ever seen that shot pulled off anywhere else where he literally looks like a cartoon character with fucking dopey glasses on. It's amazing. Uh, it's great. This, this is a great movie. Critics are idiots. Fans understand what's up. It's so weird. It's so much more awkward when you like fake whisper. <laughs> How's the box wine? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we'll probably talk about this in the next episode, but I went to the holiday twin. Uh, well, then night. stop talking. No, I just I just <laughs> want to tell this quick little story that, that has nothing to do with the actual episode. They advertise cans of wine, and Mel goes, canned wine? I'm classy. I drink box wine. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. I'm not a big wine fella. Yeah, I... I'm not supposed to drink, so <laughs> apparently the mixture of medicine and booze now is like would make me like super sick. That's <laughs> what I was told. Huh. That's just what the doctor tells you. No. <laughs> like he was like, honestly, you'll probably throw up after like two beers. I was like, <laughs> Really? He's like, Yeah. I was like, <laughs> Okay. He was like really upfront. This is gonna get like super awkward. But like a lot of I a lot of depression medication makes it hard to have sex, right? And he I don't know. <laughs> he was straight up like, How how's that going for you? I was like, Oh, you know, I've experienced some problems just because 
you know, this medication. He's all, oh, well, then we definitely got to get you on the ADD medication. It's important. <laughs> I was like, I mean, yeah. It's important for the impotent. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, I guess it is. And he's like, no, no, it is. It really is. I was like, you're kind of a weird doctor. <laughs> <laughs> you're new, but you kind of. Was this before he played with your peener or, well, before or after? It was like right before <laughs> that, but right after he checked my prostate. <laughs> it felt like with three fingers, though. Like, I don't know. And he seemed to really enjoy That's it. That's gross. Not as gross as Tim fucking Doyle's <laughs> <laughs> that's funny that shit's never going that's away. funny i like that that's about like shitting in a bag <laughs> oh man. well I, I, like i said i love the movie i give it a thumbs up it's i apparently john still really likes the movie yeah, he's talking oh, about sure. that the last time we we got together so i 100 percent give this movie a thumbs up yeah this movie's great me too like the fact that critics didn't like it, I feel like there's something else surrounding the time or surrounding Eddie Murphy at the time that probably he's black. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do not get mistaken. <laughs> but like, no, there. I think there may have been like it may have been when he was like having drug problems and stuff like that that made this kind of weird for critics. But he's black. <laughs> it's probably true. Unfortunately. <laughs> well, I mean, it is true. No, I yes, it is. <laughs> I mean, the critic score plus he's black is probably true. Eddie Murphy being he doesn't black have vitiligo is one hundred percent true. <laughs> like about eighty percent true for Michael Jackson. <laughs> All right, take us out of here. <laughs> With that said, please find us at totlb.com where you can find all of our social medias. Let us know what you think of the show, what you think of <clears throat> Harlem Nights, and frankly, anything else that we talk about. Get some. We'd love, we'd love to hear you. You can also check us out at uh, patreon.com slash TOTLB, where you can help support the show uh, through a monthly donation as small as $1 a month. Woo! You can also find us at tinyurl.com slash TOTLBTube. That is our YouTube. Is there a fatty URL? I'm sure there is. Uh, <laughs> that threw me way the fuck off. Which is where, which is where you can find uh, Thinking Outside the Long Boxes YouTube channel. Be sure to like, share, subscribe, do all of those things. Tell a friend about the show. And, of course, you can give us a call, 970-573-6148. Leave us a message on the Michael Kirk Memorial Hotline. May he rest in peace in a heaven filled with 47 midget virgins. Oh, wow. Wow, virgins even. Well, yeah. I assume he blew himself up or something. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Thinking Outside the Long Walks podcast. Join us on Facebook and Twitter to get behind-the-scenes information for exclusive content and to be notified when new episodes are available. The thoughts and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual and do not necessarily represent or reflect those of the Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast, Baron Space Productions, its partners, or affiliates. The Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast is made available by its creators, Juan, John, and Gabe. The podcast is edited and produced by Juan, and Albie is the co-executive producer. The Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast is a barren space production.